0: everybody, welcome to Greg's Garage Pod with co-host Jason Pridmore. I'm your host, Greg White, with Jason Pridmore on the line. Sorry about last week, folks. Things are a little crazy. Now, I will tell you this. Normally, I'm in North Carolina. Jason Pridmore's in California. This week, <laughs> I'm in California. Jason Pridmore is in Wisconsin. Hi, Jay. What's up, Greg? How we doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm tired. I'm getting ready for a tournament, and I got work tomorrow, and I don't have any real bandwidth to do this
1: podcast. But we know we need to get it out because it has been so. So, just apologize to everybody for it. Greg is really upset right now, everyone. So you all know because it (laughs) sounds like shit, but we're doing the best we can because I'm in, I'm in Uncle Pete's basically bottom of the third. I'm on, I'm on the first floor of three, in Wisconsin. So I'm at mm. Pete Mohar's house who used to run the Jordan team. I just Love walked Pete. in. I just walked in 30 minutes ago and it's taken Greg and I 30 minutes to try to figure this out. So we apologize in advance. So don't bitch about it sounding like shit essentially. Right.
0: Yeah. Excuse if this is a first time listening. Normally our art qualities. just go listen to another show. By the way, this, this podcast <laughs> is presented great. by bike 911com <laughs> You want to, you mean one of our shows. Bike911.com. Listen to one of our yeah.
1: shows. Yeah.
0: Yeah, listen to one of our shows. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm so tired. All right. Uh, anyway, Alex Asante is your boy, bike911.com. Go visit him and all that kind of stuff. And like, without further ado, let's get into the news presented by Ari. Hey, uh, ask Jason to close other browser tabs with Riverside. I, I don't know what that means. But anyway, uh, awryamericas.com. Go check it out. All right. How about that? Great. Go get a helmet. I love them. They're the best. All right. Jason. Uh, yes. We're going to skip ahead. We're going to skip ahead a little bit. Okay. In a way. Because the only real news item I really want to talk about has to yeah. do with at the end of Superbike Race number two for Moto America. Yeah. We go to break. We come back. We do three interviews. We go to break. We come back and we talk to Tony Elias because he was great. He finished fifth. It was our next best story. And Tony Elias announces he is retired. Right. And I say on the air, like something like, Well, there's that. Did you know? And you're like, ah, oh, well, uh uh. So let's talk about Tony Elias retiring from the Vision Wheel M4X our Suzuki team. First of all, what did you know and were you surprised?
1: No. Um, look, there comes a time for everybody, and it doesn't matter who it is. The time will even come for Josh Hayes at some point where uh, when you got into this sport, you know, look, the risks that Tony's taken right now are just as great as they are when he is winning. And this is not a knock on M4 or anybody. This this has nothing to do with them. This is we saw Tony, you know, on a Ducati. We saw Tony on a Yamaha. And both times, I think that when you look at that, he wasn't the Tony that he was when he was winning all the races he was winning. Mm And I just think that there comes a point where, um, as an athlete, you kind of know your time is there. And I think even when Tony was signed this year, he had the feeling of, all right, maybe this could be my one last go. I'm going to give it a shot. The team did everything they could to make him as comfortable as they could. And Tony has been nothing but complimentary to when he's talked to me privately. So, look, I – you know, Greg. It's funny because you and I always talk about what are we going to talk about on the podcast. I, I, um, a couple of weeks ago, Tony reached out to me, talked to me about a couple of things. Uh, he was very, very, very kind to me, and I, would, I couldn't really understand why he was talking to me about it, other than he's gotten to be a, a good friend uh, in the sense that you know we see each other quite a bit. Um, and maybe he just needed somebody to talk to about it, and I think that the time had come for him. Where he realized that maybe some of the risks he was trying to take w- weren't weren't worth it anymore for him, and we saw this at the end of what what was it two years ago, Greg? When Tony yeah. stopped, he kind of stopped and didn't get any other rides, and he seemed really content. And that's what I went through. And I'm like, I'm not comparing myself to him, but I went through that. Where at the end of 2006, I was done. I was like totally happy. 2007, I didn't do anything. Then 2008, I got a couple offers to go do some stuff. I'm like, ah, that's interesting to me. I think that was that case for this, this time for Tony. Two years ago, he was done. Then a couple things come across. M4 needed a rider really bad this year, and they didn't have anybody that they really felt that they could put on the bike. And Tony was kind of hands up, kind of a half hand up probably, like, let's try this again. And, um, I, you know, if you look at his last race, he ended up fifth battling with Matthew Schultz all the way to the finish line. It was by far his best race that we've seen out of him this year. Right. Um, and even in the, the autograph signing on Sunday, he was talking to me a little bit about it. And. I, you know, it didn't surprise me at the end. I thought, well, maybe he finished fifth. Maybe he'll take it and carry on to the next. Maybe he'll go to Laguna and be done. But um, but that's just purely speculation on my part On my part. Um, I knew that he seemed like he was a bit finished, uh, because I could just tell by the way he was talking and I know the feelings he was having and I've had those and anybody that's been in his shoes before has had those. And it was just time for him. I think he's got some other endeavors that he's going to try to go a little safer route for him and his family.
0: Yes. Ran into him at the airport. Okay. And we had a long talk and he basically said exactly what you said. It just, he didn't have the feeling. He didn't have the excitement. He didn't have the drive. He didn't have all those things. And when they came to him and wanted to ride that bike, he basically said, I'm giving him three races. Going to give it three races and see how I feel after those three races. And he told me that he was on the starting grid of the second race. He knew he was done. He wanted to get a good start. He said, I was, he, he basically told me he was present. He didn't use those words, but he said, I was listening to the sound of the generators. I was smelling the smells in the air. I was paying attention to all the movements. You know, he was really kind of taking it all in, knowing that he was going to do this for the last time. And it's just racing is like a relationship, Jay. When you know you're over it, there's some relationships you just can never come back from like once you get to a certain point and and that's that and i think racing is the same way and it's hard for some people to leave obviously because if you've been racing since you were three four five years old and it's all you know and now you're faced with the next phase of your life how do you do that and of course we we don't have anything in place to help people transition you've got to kind of figure it out on your own some people have set themselves up early for it and other people haven't you know tony's Tony has a passion for a, a project that he has that he's trying to launch. Um, his wife, Christy, is in real estate here. He's talking about following her and, and going into real estate in, in Los Angeles. And I think the bottom line is you cannot get on a motorcycle and be concerned about things like, I hope I don't crash. You know?
1: Right. And, and the thing you got. Once, uh, what, yeah. 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 Not no. to your ahead. point. To your absolute point with what you said there, you have to remember we're not just talking about a guy who, who's had a good career. This guy's won at every level. <laughs> he won at GP, won at Moto2, won a world championship as a Moto2 rider. One came over here won in Superbike. I don't believe he ever won in World Superbike because he was always on that Aprilia, if you remember. I remember yes. him riding an Aprilia in World Superbike. i sure he was on the podium. I mean, this is a world-class guy. And so you have to remember that that No matter what, there's going to be a certain sense of pride. I don't. I wouldn't call it ego, but every writer has a little bit of that, right? But you got to remember that you know all the people in Spain and all the people in Europe that he raced with against teams, team owners. They're all seeing Tony over here finishing eighth and ninth, and that can't make him feel good inside because there's a reason why he's finishing eighth and ninth, and and it's because the desire isn't there, burning to. You know, in his brain, he's riding just as hard as he would have been back in the day to win, and he can't get it done anymore. Because I think that no matter what, if you are not 110% committed, right, 100% committed to this, uh, it's a very difficult way to go. These guys on the grid right now, you know, you look at Gagne and Bobie and Peterson and all the guys that you're racing, they're all at the beginning of their career. And one thing he said to me, was he's it, this is exactly what he said to me and I saw it in a quote today he just basically said, Jay, it's time for somebody younger to get on this bike and go give it a run. Like he was really, really open to like there's a, there's gotta be young there's a young kid out there somewhere that they should give a chance to and and let them have a go. Because they're gonna have that that fighting that 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 tiger spirit in them that's gonna be like, you know, take no prisoners. And that that he doesn't have that anymore. You know, so who, puts, who goes on the Vision Wheel on 4 x Star Suzuki bike now? Who would I, you
0: put uh, on that thing,
1: man? I mean, you. Ha- I guess what you have to do is you have to look at. I mean, who's available? You know, the thing is, is being able to find people that are available, right? That's the main thing. Um, I mean, we saw Cody Wyman this weekend on the Altus Spike. He's available. He doesn't really have anything right now. Um, he stopped riding Twins Cup, so. Cody could be available. Do they want to help mold Cody into that? Boy, what an opportunity that would be. I'm sitting there. Andrew Lee sitting at home doing nothing. Literally. Andrew Lee is sitting at home, fit and ready to go, who, in my opinion, is a tremendous rider, but he's a kid that has never had money behind him at all. He's won two Motor America championships, a lot of races. He's He's been successful on all, almost every bike he's been on. So those are two guys right now you could think of. You could look at a guy like James Raspoli. He's not going to get a chance because he's writing for Vanson and Hines, and and he's 20 points out of the championship. I mean, there's Corey West. I mean, there are people out there. Corey's had a, a, a relationship with them before. I'm just thinking – I'm just spitting names right now. I, there are people that I can think well, of. Well,
0: I think I think before Corey, you'd probably they'd probably be looking at Bobby, Bobby Fong. Bobby Fong, 100%. Right. Yep. I, it was funny. For him. It's He's funny I'm like, who's he going
1: to say? <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah. Rocco. Rocco's another one. Rocco Landers. Not sure what's going on with Rocco. Rocco. Another and one. Yeah. Yep. But the you know, the question is, do you need to win now? Like Tony was supposed to fill a very specific role as the veteran. So now do you, you know, but Richie Escalante has been getting a lot better. He didn't have a great race too at Wisconsin, but that's going to be the thing that's very that interesting. That was weird. And
1: then we, maybe we'll talk about that in a minute because that was very strange to me.
0: Yeah, too, it was strange. as
1: quick as he went in the morning. Um, but I have no see- inside.
0: I know personally I have zero inside information. I text Chris uh, Ulrich once. He didn't get back to me. And so I'm leaving him alone because I'm sure that, you know, look, they were conflicted. You know, they want Tony on there. They want the results. They need him for their sponsors. On the other hand, there's no shot that the Ulrich family would try to convince someone who's done, who's, you know, convince Correct. him, to, to, to keep riding a bike when oh. their heart's not in it, because that's how someone gets really hurt. And Jay, this isn't this isn't like unprecedented territory. I mean, you've been around the sport longer than I have, but I remember in the middle of a race weekend, Paul Harrell like got off a bike, one practice session, said, "I'm over it. I'm leaving."
1: Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? Like I'm done with the sport. Eric Bostrom was what one race in, two races into the season, on Stamboli's Kawasaki, and JD Beach was on the 600 pulled the plug and then they put JD beach on the bike. Like this is not an unheard of move. It's very important. If you ride a motorcycle and you go, I'm done, I'm over it to get off the bike. There are plenty of people that we know who have retired and said, yeah, I knew like five races ago. I was just kind of riding around because I'm contracted to and all that. And it's like, so you can choose to run the season out or if you really feel like you're over it, and you're not enjoying it and you're not willing to stick your neck out. And in Tony's case, he has a great wife and two kids. And you know, it's like, it just wasn't worth it. Whether it's, it's not about the money. You know what I mean? It's just about Correct. I've been there. I've done that. I'm not climbing the ladder. And like he said, the same thing to me when we were at the airport, he's like, "It's not my bike. It's a bike. And if someone else like Ty Scott, there's an option. What if you took a Ty Scott, who's not really in the championship, Right. But you know that he's the future. And and Teague Hobbs, who's on that team, has been doing a great job for them. Great job. Great and say, job. Teague, you're now the A rider in, um, you know, in super sport and move Ty Scott. If, I don't even know if Ty's old enough, though. If he, I think he's 18. So he should be old enough.
1: Dude, so that's Michael, the thing. It's even like even Michael like a, Gilbert. Michael Gilbert's got a relationship with Chris right now. You know, great relationship. Yeah. He's got a great relationship. With we'll Chris. see. That's the situation. What, you know, why
0: not? Why not move Ty to Superbike? Get him, get him to start developing early. You're not expecting yep. a whole lot, but yep. he can get most of the season in at some decent tracks. And you, 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 you have T. Cobb's your A guy, Michael Gilbert, your A plus guy, right? Like you have two guys that are right there in the mix. I mean, Gilbert's program would have to be pulled in in his no, no, you put,
1: you, no. You put somebody else on his bike.
0: There you go. You know I mean, what I mean? I so now I mean, it's a now are, it's a there, cascading but,
1: effect. But those are all the options that you have because. The thing is, is that when you start to look at it, it's, 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 it has nothing to do with, you know, I read stuff about people like bad math and M4, and I'm like, it has nothing to do with them. It doesn't have anything nothing. to do with them. Mm-hmm. This is a decision that Tony made because he can't give the team what they actually deserve. They, they deserve oh. a guy on that bike. So when you have a team like they have that puts everything they can into it, and they have people over there that are busting their ass, but Tony doesn't feel like it's fair to them, that, that, that he continue right because he's not that guy anymore and that's what he feels so and, and Greg, it goes beyond money like
0: yeah it's it's way beyond money
1: i had i had one option for 2007 that i could have taken and i was over it like i just didn't want to do it anymore it was 06 mm-hmm. i just got done writing for michael jordan for two years and i was over it i just didn't want to do it anymore and it's like. And it's not just, it's, the thing it's is, weird. it's not yeah. just a racing,
0: is it, Jay? It's not no. just a racing. It's, no. It could be, and I'm not saying in Tony's case it is, the the, the day-to-day grind of, of the physical fitness of it, right? Like even yep. Tony, he patted me on the belly, and he goes, I'm looking forward to getting one of those someday. Yeah. You know? Because it's like, he, he doesn't, you give up racing, you give up. So much focus, you know, you oh give up God. the eating everything right and the training of it all. You give up the travel of it all, you know, and all the stuff that goes with it. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be necessarily just the racing bit or the, 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 worrying
1: about getting hurt bit or whatever. It's the whole package, you know, dude, it's and so funny you say game. that because I'm in, I'm in Wisconsin right now. I'm playing golf with a few friends and one of my friends came up from California, Brett, who you met at Daytona. So Brett went to mm-hmm. Daytona and and today kyle played with us kyle wyman played golf with us and he says to me he goes Jay, every one of these guys like what's the body fat content on these guys and i'm like you know what what is it and it's like it's funny because when you're in it you don't really notice it and then you go to dinner with these guys and it's like somebody like kyle he's riding a 600 pound motorcycle and yet he's sitting there eating as healthy as you can eat. Right. And it's like, Mm -hmm. doesn't want to have it. Doesn't want to have any dessert. Doesn't want to have drinking water. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like, that's the commitment though. And people don't, you know, people don't realize some of that. And, and then when you feel like you can't perform at the level that you want to perform at, you start looking bigger picture, my health, my family, my kids, the team that are busting their ass for me that are going to the workshop and working on the bikes to try to make them better. Giving me everything I can, but I can't give them everything they need. So I think it's a, I think it's a brave decision. It's a, it's a good decision for Tony. Um, and I thought he went out the best way he could. Fifth, you know, fifth was the best world he had this year. So and you know, he loves living in Southern California. Loves being at the tracks uh, in the sense that he 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 loves the, the, the you know the industry, the people. But he's got bigger things he's looking forward to, as you know. So you know, mm-hmm. all the best to him and. And to Chris, you know, I'm hoping that Chris can get somebody on the bike that he's comfortable with that can, that can, they can help along and they can, they can move along and help, you know, hopefully.
0: Yeah. I mean, dude, they've made some big strides in big horsepower, strides. big strides in horsepower. The bikes looked faster and Richie's riding amazing. He's riding great. And Richie is riding. Yeah. Let's get, let's get to the race results, Jay, yeah, because he showed up to a road America that was just unbelievable. We're not going to really yeah. rehash it all just to say. A latex polymer modified racetrack. If anybody out there wants to repave their track, spend the money, <clears throat> just oh. spend the money. It was unbelievable. It, and and to go to a freshly paved racetrack that's only got what, you know, some cars on it, whatever was paved in November and not shred tires the way that m- normal new racetracks do. Unbelievable. Just a testament really great all right but anyway so in race number one of medallia superbike it was cameron Bobier who won by 2.7 seconds over pj Jacobson. One two on the titler side of things josh Heron ends up third on what we now know is uh you know just the wrong tire choice escalante ends up fourth only seven seconds back um cameron peterson is fifth and he was you know injured with his wrist tony elias was sixth. Corey alexander seventh Sculzy was eighth Yates ninth, Hayden Gillum in tenth, David Anthony Ben Smith. Uh, now the the note the note of course is the DNF of of Jake Gagne at the time, and of course you know issues for that team in race number two. Josh Aaron ends up spanking everybody two seconds over PJ Gagne. What a ride with hardly any time on the bike, ten seconds back. Cam Peterson right there on his tail section. Haven't talked to those two kids, but you got to under- probably realize that. Peterson did the right thing and didn't pass his teammate, and he sure looked like he could. Tony Elias in fifth, and this is this is where it hurts him. Okay, Tony said to me like t- said to me, fifth isn't a good result. He, I'm 19 seconds back. You yep. know what I mean? That's and, that's and the and number. And so he's still that competitive. Yeah, yeah, but it. that's the number. Sculpt. That's
1: that's the number. Yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Skultz was right there, 19.2 behind. Then Corey in seventh. Richie Alexander – or Richie Escalante. Richie Alexander. Escalante in in eighth, 26 seconds back. Then Ashton Yates and Hayden Gillum, Flinders, Lewis, and on back through the field. So a rough weekend for Stamboli and his team. They had some issues, you know what I mean, with power plants and – whether, you know, like I'm not going to get into the details of it, but it's it's not just about the motor blowing up or anything like that. No. It, was, it was a lot more to it than that. Um, and obviously we saw David Anthony's bike go as well. So a real rough one for them. It started off rough. They had to go back in the trailer. They had to respect the motors and build them. They missed session number two on Friday. So overall, though, what ended up happening in the championship was Beaubier led after day one. He ends up not finishing race two, and now Jake Gagne is back in the lead. It's the
1: just crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah. And the weekend, you know, like when you start to look at the weekend, everything. I mean, like you said, I think you said it in the telecast. I don't think we've ever seen a team, a team skip a session, like legitimately. Attack and Stamboli, that team skipped practice two or qualifying one, whatever you want to call it, on Friday afternoon. And those guys busted their balls. And when you think about back to the fact that they get second and third or I'm sorry, third and fourth in race two, that's a win for them. That is like, that is like a points win for them because with Bobier going out, it could have gotten really bad. It could have gotten really bad for them had Bobier won that next race. And when I say really bad, it's not that bad. If, if Gagne would have finished fourth, um, you know, there would have been more points tacked on. So for, for for them, they came away, I think, feeling pretty good about their weekend at the end of it, and they'll go back to work and they'll be ready for the ridge. Look, for Bovier and for PJ Jacobson, talking about the two titlers guys, you talked about the attack guys. These two PJ looked like he was going to be fast all weekend long. Kid went eight seven in Sunday morning warm-up. I mean, pole position time was two oh nine two or two oh nine one, I think it was, Greg, and he goes two oh eight seven on Sunday morning warm-up. Again, he had problems with brakes going, you know, in the first race. He ended up, you know, following Heron home, finishing uh, – or following Cameron home rather than finishing second and uh, and beating Heron uh, the first day. And then the second day, it really looked like – I really thought he was going to have the pace. He lost time at the beginning, PJ did. Like, he just lost time. Once Beaubier went out, it was like he closed the gap to Heron, but he couldn't really do anything. And then Josh put in, like, two or three amazing laps at the end of the race, 209 flat at the last lap of the race. I mean, that's ridiculous to go that quick. Um, and had he not had that big bobble, not, not on his half, but just the way the bike wobbled and almost spin him, um, coming up from Canada corner into 13, probably would have been a two Oh eight, you know, um, which is incredible to do on the last lap of any race to do almost, well, that is a lap record, but so fast.
0: And, you know, in race two, when Bobier got out early, he was, he was behind Josh Aaron, but before you know, he ended up. I don't know what happened to him. He ended up. I don't know if the motor, something. Like who knows? You know, who knows? Yeah, yeah. But for Bobie, at the moment when it happened, he certainly didn't look like he was
1: catching Josh Aaron. Anyway, you know. Well, it would have been a dogfight, and it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been Cambobe running away with that race. I don't feel. I mean, Josh showing mm-hmm. that he's got that speed at the end of a race at two hundred nine flat is ridiculous. So, <laughs> to have that speed at the end of a race like that. Uh, it would have been a dogfight to the finish, and um, and these are the weekends that I think that when you look at that team, that Warhorse Ducati team, it's one man show over there. You know, one guy doing it, one guy racing. So it's not like he's got teammates to bounce off of. It's true, um, and the fact that you know, I, again, there's going to be, I think there's going to be places where that team does incredibly well. I think there's going to be races where they struggle a little bit, like Barber. I wish that they could do well at every race, but I think you know, Barber was was a hard track for them. And we don't know what tracks are going to be good and what tracks are going to be bad for the Ducati. We just don't know. So, um, you know, he rode amazing all weekend long, gets a third and a first. um, And for him, it was a big points weekend, you know, like he gained in the points. And uh, and so that was great for him. And um, yeah, I just think that that, you know, the other notable stories, I think when you look at it, Matthew Schultz struggled. I mean, just. He got two results, right? I mean, at least he got points. But when when you look at him, you know, finishing sixth, 19.2 back in one of the races, um, and 14.2 back in the other race one. So that that just seemed like a struggle for him. Um, even looking at his best lap times, 1.8 off, best lap time to best lap time from Heron to him. That's not what we're used to seeing And Escalante the second day, just get on that one and close it up because Corey Alexander rode really well. Um, He kind of ended up, I think he ended up seventh in both, Greg. Um, But on the morning of Sunday, Sunday morning, Escalante, I think went like 10 something. And the best he could do in the race was an 11-2. And it was, it just seemed like there, it just seemed like something was wrong. At the beginning of the race, he just kept going backwards.
0: No question. Strange. And we don't, yeah, we don't really know. I mean, it so. could have been a tire choice, could have been anything. Really, could have been. With the, You're right. Yeah, yeah. It's not, def, definitely not going to be the story of the tale for that guy this year. He just keeps getting better and better and better. And now, as of this moment, he's the lone superbike rider on that team. That's so wild. we'll see who they end up pairing him with. And if he becomes now the veteran, all of a sudden, that's going to be very interesting, you know, for those, for those riders.
1: Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Like, we just we just mentioned a bunch of riders and then we'll get on the supersport but we just mentioned a bunch of riders, right, that could possibly take the spot. And we don't even know if there could be somebody in Europe that could come over and take it like I think it'd be so sick if they could. He never would do it because he's got probably other prior commitments, but like Sylvain Gettel has been riding that Suzuki in World Endurance for the last two or three years. It'd be great to get a guy like him on that thing, see where it's at, you know, just to see, but what do you think about what do you think about somebody's first time on a superbike being at the ridge? Good or bad? Good bad
0: really bad bad well i mean i just think mm, i don't but know
1: you, i mean you kind of, not, 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 now you say it right because i i thought well, i mean same, I'm look I'm, I'm, then... I'm
0: going through the track i'm going through the track and i'm thinking to myself my, my, my biggest thing is i would rather not be on a super bike for the first time on a track that's got as much stop and go as the ridge has mm-hmm. it's more about that slower stuff getting off and that you know, the, the coming down the corkscrew bit and then the getting onto the front straightaway bit, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. not necessarily a a, a big, I wouldn't be, want to be on a super bike for the first time on that. You know, Mm -hmm. as much as when I rode Donye's super bike two years ago, it was like, that was a great three quarters of a track to be a super bike on for the first time in a long time. But the last part of that track was horrible to be on a super bike. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you rode it, you know, that that little, the real, you know, yeah, a little long joker, right hander, like, the, you know, the flick yeah. left, yeah, yeah, like I was like, eh, you know, it, it, so I'm torn. I'm I think torn I'll stick it. with, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn with it, but I just think talent shines. You know, I mean, it, it, dude, Sylvain Gintoli, are you kidding me? That
1: would be just. I'm just crazy throwing, crazy. I'm throwing it out there. We don't he's, know what we're talking about. We're just throwing names, but
0: yeah. Well, the other rider I'd love to see on the bike, honestly, that everybody's forgotten about, but I know he's under contract. Is. I would just love to see Alex Dumas come back to the States. Honestly, I I think, I think with his experience in Canada, you know, in thousands and stuff, I think he would be another good rider to get on that super bike. And again, it depends. It depends. Look, there's always sponsor pressure, right? If they need somebody on the bike now to get a result now, then the window narrows. If, if they can convince vision wheel, M4 is an old racing company. So I'm not worried about what their perception is, but you, you, you get vision wheel M4 uh, X-Star and Suzuki on board, you know, all four, all four of those sponsors lined up that makes it a little bit more complicated. Um, but we'll see. I'm sure the news is going to break soon. The Ridge is coming up here in no time. Uh, so Donny leads the championship from Bobier by 12 points and Herons in third at 21 points. So as far as I'm concerned, we have a nice championship on our hand we do uh, we have three 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 race winners so far so we're three brands three brands the three different
1: brands right three brands yeah absolutely oh. um so, well yeah so yeah my next question my next question mm-hmm. if he finished if he if he's actually running at the end of a race if he's actually running right like no run off the tracks no breaking no tipping over all that stuff like does anybody beat chavi Forrest this year Yeah, yeah, they beat him. Yeah, I think you are always going to take the field. I agree with you. You're
0: going to take the field, but I, I, I'm going to, ta- I'm going to take. Yeah, no, I'm going to take the field because I, you know, there's look, Chavi loves being here. Yeah, it's a dream for him to be here. He has had a great experience so far. Okay, but think about it. He went to Daytona. Okay, we know what to expect. Daytona. There's high banks there. It's not the yeah. safest place in the world. Didn't hear a peep from the guy, right? Love Daytona, love it. We go to Road Atlanta, arguably one of the most dangerous tracks we go to. Love the layout, but the walls are brutal. He doesn't say anything. He learns it quickly. He wins. Then we go to our two best European-style tracks, Barber Uh and then Road America. The Ridge is amazing, too. Like, it's a great surface. You know, it's it's a great track. But, you know, it's... (laughs) I hate to say that He's he's most vulnerable at New Jersey at the end of the year because there's no Boy. grip there. Yeah. Hopefully for the last time. But uh, you know he's going to go to Laguna. He's been to Laguna. Um, he can I mean, have I'm the championship take the field he can, only because he can it's have, a smart bet.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, that's a betting guy would do that. Uh, but mm. and I think he'll have the championship. Well, I, don't, I hate saying that, but championship could be wrapped up before Jersey. Jersey's our final round, is it? So. It's not Coda, yeah. right? So um, I feel I feel like that Ducati is going to be pretty good at the Ridge. Like it's going to be really good. Didn't Heron just smoke Here, everybody there last year? Mesa's never been there. Hayes yeah, has he, never been there. I'm not worried about those guys right. not being there. Mesa has a really bad taste in his mouth about that place. I only know that because talking to him, one of the biggest things yeah. he did. Yeah,
0: and he, he skipped it last
1: year. and We skipped yeah. it every year. Mm-hmm. He's never gone because he's – the first year we went there we had a bunch of incidents if you remember, a bunch of accidents. Guys crashing everywhere, getting hurt. And so he's like I'm glad I didn't go. And then the second year he didn't go, and third year he's just never been. So
0: Stefan Mesa is a different guy though. He's a different rider. He's got way more confidence. He knows he belongs up front on the regular. Uh-huh. And I it's think, a club I track. Okay.
1: I think he'll do really good. It's it's <laughs> yeah, kind of point. a it's kind of like a club racing track. You can't tell me that a guy that that races at places like Summit Point or you know, wherever he's been racing, Roebling Road, any of those. He's Homestead. Not be this place got great grip. It's really good. Like, the grip-wise, Ridge is amazing. So, you know, I haven't looked at long-term forecast. You know what it's like up there. It could rain any day. It could be good all the time. It could be 112 degrees. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so when you look at these things, it's like, I, I don't, I'm not discounting anybody. I'm just saying that I think that the next two races, the Ducati goes really – I think that is is going to be tough, um, and Chavi, just, like you said, he seems super happy. He seems really stoked on on everything when it comes to being in America. Loves the team, loves the bike, looks good on the bike, wants to be on a super bike, right? So, yeah, it's, it's not going to look good in his brain. In his the way the way guys like that think brain wise is like it's not going to look good to get beat by by. Stefano or Josh, or any of those guys, when he's trying to really get on a super bike, I think. So, but Chavi Foras wins races one and two, both done in different ways. The first day, Greg, the lap time that he did was a 217.9, okay? The second day, he went 216.7. 1.2 seconds overnight, these guys found. Stefano Mesa goes 16.6 on his last lap. Both of them, on their last laps, went the quickest laps you've ever seen around there on a super sport machine. And Ty Scott ended up third, beating Josh Hayes on uh, the second day. Uh, Ty Scott rode really well. He was 6.7 back. Josh was 7.8 back. Um, first day, Hayes was with them. The quickest he went was 18-1 the first day for Hayes. Second day, he goes 17-3. He found eight-tenths of a second and got smoked. Like, it wasn't. it wasn't close once those guys decided to check out. And Josh was riding for everything he had the first day as we always expect from him. And he was doing the same thing the second day, but it just wasn't good enough. T. Hobbs put a great ride in the first day to finish fourth, but he was 9.3 seconds back. He edged Michael Gilbert, who ended up fifth. This is first day results. Ty Scott, Sulte's Jake Lewis. Masiato and Blake Davis were the top 10. And the second day, it was Forrest Mesa and Ty Scott with Hayes, Gilbert fifth again. My boy Jake Lewis making me a little money, finishing sixth over Blake Davis. And then Nissani, Damien Jagalov, who's actually doing really well, by the way, watching him, and uh, and Farrell ended up ended up tenth. So, like when you when you go back and you look at these results, it's um, T. Cobbs didn't get start race two. Did you ever find out why? I just could tell the bike just didn't start or something. No.
0: Didn't it? Yeah, yeah, I never found out.
1: Yeah, I got to talk to him a little bit. Oh. In the, yeah, right, he's so doing here, he's doing thing. a great he's doing a great job.
0: He's doing a great job. All yeah, right, let's yeah, let's yeah. go back to super sport and how you so this to me feels like situation when Tony Leah showed up in 2016. Okay. what's Chavi's what's Chavez biggest strength on a motorcycle right now?
1: Um his biggest strength. Um well
0: <sighs> Where does he wow. beat everybody? Brakes. Brakes. So yeah. I think that you're talking, you're looking at a a Stefano Mesa who continues Mm -hmm. to say that he's learning every time he's on the bike. He's, you know, gaining more confidence. His team and he have got to figure out how can I maintain the same speed and how can I, how can I race Chavi? Right now, to Uh race Chavi Forres, you've got to, you've got to be good on the brakes. You've got to beat him at his own game. Yep. Because he's the same as basically everybody everywhere else except there. And that's where Hayes knew. He, he He's like, I, you know, in talking to Hayes after race one, he's like, I knew I could get him down in turn five. Like I had him in turn five. I had him in the chicane. There mm-hmm. were just other things that were going on. So now it's going to be up to the young guys. Like if, if M4 can get this GSXR 750 figured out, a guy like Ty Scott could show up if he's still on this bike and not on the super bike, right? He could show up all of a sudden. But I think the one guy that you've got to look at right now, maybe the two guys you look at uh, because you know we go to places like the ridge that don't require a ton of horsepower are gonna be Hayes and Mesa. Mm-hmm. I think Hayes can probably figure it out sooner than Mesa only because of his experience level. But yep. right now Chavi Flores knows he's got the competition covered. So you've got to turn your mind and go, how do I beat this guy? How do I race him? How do I, you know, Rossi corkscrew stone yeah. him. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and for the rest of the Disrupted. season because yeah disrupt them because fores has everybody on their back foot right now right because he can do everything everybody else does and he does the one thing better than everybody else does and that is on the brakes you know he's yeah. got them covered and that's in super sport that's a key key tool in the toolbox to pass and look, win
1: i think the biggest problem right now i think with i mean look the yamaha once it clicked into fourth fifth six looked good but it's a matter of just getting close enough to him. Like it's one thing to be two bike links behind the guy to outbreak him, but when you're five bike links back, it's just a little tougher.
0: Look, so. the Ducati's really good on tire too, yeah. and it's so good. It's, at, yeah, it's, it's just the, good everywhere. The R, the R, yeah, the R6 is not as good on a tire, and I think that part of that tire fade towards the end, even if it's a tenth tier and a tenth there, is a, is a part of it. And that's another thing I think the Kawasaki will figure out.
1: It's mm-hmm. going to be
0: interesting. I know like, yeah. that Kawasaki launched. A new updated ZX6R for 2024, and it's really funny reading the press release because they have cam is modified and all this stuff for emissions, and they're Mm -hmm. like literally it says the ZX6R will give you the will give the rider the same feel of power and acceleration, and you're like, oh, so in other words, you've lost power. They've Mm -hmm. had to lose some power out of that bike. Uh, I think I have no I have no proof of this just from reading. In the press release, because of the stronger emissions, they have to make the bike, you know, meet emissions in Euro, the Euro six, I think the six standard or five plus standard right now. Mm-hmm. So I might anyway, be able, you know, I, I might be able to let you know soon on that one. Oh, you're gonna get to ride it? Maybe. Oh wait, you're going to race World Supersport? Cool. Oh
1: yeah, how'd you know? Oh you, I didn't you think just, it would get out of the bag you, that you, quick. I, I you didn't woke know it was that up, big a deal. You woke up and you had the desire, did you? <laughs> oh yeah. All right, hey. After riding this place, after riding the last, I rode yesterday and I rode Monday. I was with all the, all the motivated peeps. They all said to say hi, by the way, hi, everyone I talked peeps. to is like, Hey, like, how's Greg? I'm like, Hey, he's Greg. What you, I mean, you know, what do we do? <laughs> he's hey, what you gonna, he hey, ride. hey, what are you going to do? What are you
0: going to do? He's, hey, you, he's, hey, he's do? another part of the country slinging arrows.
1: He is. He's Robin Hood it. So, mm-hmm. you know. If you're doing mm-hmm. your thing. I still wish we'd have got the picture this week. I'm a little sad that we didn't. But um Junior Cup, Avery Dreer. Avery Dreyer. It's just mm-hmm. like he's is it, finding is, himself? Avery Dreyer is
0: a motorcycle racer.
1: Hey, first and third this week for Avery. Really nice work. Uh I mean mm-hmm. he came out of a big long battle in the first race. Ends up third and gets himself some good points in the second. Uh I got to meet him for the like I talk, actually talked to him. He comes up to me and he's like, I can see that you know, he's kind of there. Why is Greg White such an ass? Yeah, it's, it's usually the question I got to answer. I should just have like cards and just <laughs> let me give you the reasons. You know what I mean? Um, no, not true. <laughs> Thing is, is that he's riding really well. He comes up to me he says, Jason, like, um, you wouldn't happen to have another boot, would you? And I'm like, because he's dang easy. I said, I said, yeah. But then I remember my boots were at the house. And then I was like, man, I wish I had my spare boots. And then it was like, I went and asked Cole, but you know Cole, like no matter what, mm-hmm. Cole's first answer is going to be no. I can't but, lend you
0: my boots. I just washed them. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> just washed
1: the boots. I can't lend them to you. <laughs> I, just, I just cleaned my boots. There's no way you can use them. I'm really sorry. Uh, yeah, but they weren't They weren't going to fit him. Anyways, then I started realizing why Avery needed my boots is because he's drugged the bottoms off of his. Like they were gone. He like, showed me the bottom. But if I would had boots there, I'd have lent them to him. But couldn't get the size that he needed, so didn't seem to slow him down. He uh, he won the first race, finished third. And how about Rossi Moore? Rossi Moore yeah. rode so hard the second day. He gets a second on the first day and wins the second day. Unbelievable! And then when you start to look at uh, who else was there, it's like uh, Levy Batty's there. Um, oh, there were at
0: least nine riders. I mean, each, you know, every day the races. Batty, okay. Vanderbrock, Bickneys, Fernandez, yep. DeMario, Chase Black, Rivera was even right there. Yep. Woodsworth was just off the back in race yep. number one. Chris and then in race number two, all within 2.2 <laughs> seconds, 2. Fernandez, crazy. DeMario, Black, Rivera, Batty, Bickneys, Dre. You know, it, it was, I mean, Ro- Junior Cup is made for Road America, right? It's, it's just designed so to have that kind of racing. And, you know, if you think back, man, we're going to the Ridge and the Ridge... Has last year produced the same type of racing? It may be four people up front, but these it guys was don't really, do the really ridge, do they? Oh, that's right, they don't do the ridge. No, Junior Cup doesn't do.
1: The they, west don't they, they don't go east. right. They don't go west. Yeah, we're in a new. We're in
0: a new era. They don't go west. We're in a new era. That's right. So I don't. And think I we really see them think. Again.
1: I really think the ridge is such a great track for them.
0: It, yeah, it definitely wasn't that like Kayla's coming out party last year. I think it was. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been but a bunch it, of
1: guys kind of their coming out party. I think. Lockoff did really well there one year when he was junior cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember Dom Doyle. Those guys were kind of battling with Rocco because he was in dominating mode then. I'm uh, telling you, Max fan's going to win one of these
0: though. He's going to win he's one. Right, he's, he's right gonna, there. He's going right to put himself in the right position. This poor bastard. I mean, there's been six races and four of those Max fan has finished in fourth place. So <laughs> I mean, second place, sorry. Second, second place. place, four I, times in second place, two and fourth. And he's, well, he
1: had, if you remember the race one that he had third, right? he had third and mm-hmm. you and I were looking at each other. I'm like, Greg, like, yeah, I no. don't think he got third. I think it's baddie." Mm-hmm. And then came across that it's baddie, And then they changed it, right? They changed it like a few Correct. hours later or something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look, junior cup's fun this year. It really is fun because you have these big packs and, and they're all so good, man. They, the way they ride and for, I mean, knock on wood, our attrition level is so low in these races. It's crazy. And it is, it's great though, but it's crazy. It's so cool. And I know it's, Right now, across the world, people are a little bit holding their breath during, you know, these kind of races when we have kids involved. But, man, there's a lot of maturity there on the track. Like, there's not I'm, – I'm happy that I don't have to sit there and watch practices and qualifying with the kids touring around at five mile an hour on the edge of the racetrack. I don't see that as much, you know. And I think our race mm-hmm. direction has done a nice job of controlling some of that as well. So, Avery Dre leading the points. I mean, he's doing a good job. And uh, the next time we see them, I think, is Brainerd.
0: Brainerd. It's up Brainerd way. It's That's Brainerd for Mission way. King of the Baggers. Yeah, Mission King of the Baggers there. We won't see those guys till Laguna. Kyle ends up whipping everybody's. Just kidding. It was a really close race. Half a second <laughs> over Tyler. Your boy hogs Spoley with so far the greatest post post race interview of the season, just ahead of McWilliams in fourth. Hayden Gillum in fifth. <laughs> Travis Wyman in sixth. Bobby Fong ends up seventh, right? Spicoli. yeah Yeah. And then we go to race two, and it couldn't have been a more different story. Bobby Fong gets out to the lead, and then he just he just donkey punches everybody by five point seven seconds, goes two nineteen eight, which was like oh, like a one point one and a half seconds quicker than Kyle went, and and then Raspoli and Kyle Wyman battling it out with Raspoli getting the edge off of what was kind of a crazy ending. No McWilliams at the end. No Tyler O'Hara. No Danny uh, Danny Eslick never started. But Corey West ends up sixth. Uh, can't put you on the spot behind can't, Travis. Can't, Wyman. Gonna, can't put you on the spot. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Mm-hmm. Incident between McWilliams and Hayden Gillum.
0: Last lap, chicane. I mean, to, I saw the replay 15 times. I mean, I just think it's a racing incident. Just like nothing. What do you think?
1: It's not. It was nothing. Like, mm-hmm. listen, Hayden rolled around the outside of him. There's no way Jeremy did not know he was there. There's no way right. he didn't know sure. he was there. And, and they just, they clouded off each other. And I, I don't know if they, time. if they don't have bags, if they don't have bags, Jay, the two, they open, prob- do they touch? <laughs> I don't know. That's a really funny and good question that you ask. And if they did hit hard enough and they opened up, what would happen? But anyways, the thing is, right, is that it's pride <laughs> falls out. It's a it's a racing incident, man. It was nothing. And then McWilliams skitters himself to the ground three corners later, which is such a shame, because he was in that battle for second. And you could tell those guys wanted to get by so bad. You know, he had three guys right behind him, didn't he? I mean he had it was Raspoli, Kyle Wyman, Hayden Gillum. And all three guys were doing everything they can to get by McWilliams. They all took their shots, this and that. Gillum made a good a hard pass, but it was it was totally like nothing. It was like yeah, it's just crazy. I heard reports after the Indian was like protesting. I'm like, what are they protesting? That's why I was asking you this question. I'm like, I don't know what they're protesting. Yeah, it's, I
0: don't. It's I so mean, weird. it's almost like nowadays you just. And I don't know that for a fact. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Nowadays people just have to. I mean, to do it, but look, I don't know I the conversation, do. but I saw somebody there at Race Control after the fact.
1: So. Yeah. I didn't see but, that. But you know what's even funnier is it's like you go and it's like, what difference does it make? Mm-hmm. He crashed three turns later. What difference does it make? So if that is the mm. case, it's just weird to me. But yeah, Kylie in the points twenty over. I think was Rospoli. Let's go to some stock thousand stuff. Where the first day, uh, Ezra Mobia checked out. It says two point seven seconds, but he checked out. Like he, no, he nobody out. He was nobody gone, was so. catching him. Travis mm-hmm. was trying. He did a good job. But how about his brother Cody? Cody gets on the box with the Alta spike. Uh, did a really good job. I mean, first time on a thousand uh, in Moto America. He's been doing some endurance with. Uh, with Army of Darkness, I think it is. So he's been doing some stuff with them, and he ends up third. He beat Caleb DeCurro, who had a big crash in practice and dinged up his left ankle, so he was having some struggles. Hayden Gillum ends up fifth. It's weird to me. I know he had a speed deficit, but Hayden, um, it was weird. That was a weird race because he was just back there, and he was like so far back, and then he started going forward, and we thought there was something hanging off his bike, but I talked to his crew. It was actually a sticker. Nolan Lampkin mm-hmm. ended up sixth. Nolan just had a brutal weekend. I mean, like, honestly, it's, like, got to the track, did a track walk Thursday. I'm at dinner Thursday night. I get a phone call from him where his grandfather was not doing well. He was very ill. I think he ended up passing. That was Thursday night. So Nolan's dad split. So Nolan didn't have anything. So we, we delivered some stuff to him at the track. And the next morning, he goes out first practice, motor blows, electrical problems in the afternoon. He got, like, six laps before the start of the race. And, uh, and then we saw what happened to him in race two. He got cleaned out by uh, Da Silva, who ended up seventh the first day. Zach Butler, Schumacher, and Giannotto on the first day was your top ten. Second day, dude, Travis Wyman finally won a race. I was happy to see that. I didn't realize it had been as long as it had been. You did, though. You knew. You're like, yeah, he had a bad year last year. I mm-hmm. didn't think about it. But
0: mm-hmm. Wyman wins over Caleb and Hayden Gillum. He didn't, a, he didn't have a bad year last year. He just didn't win last year. I he just didn't, he have on a, the box. He didn't
1: have didn't have a Travis Wyman couple. year, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah, and uh, but Trav one looks good. Caleb second, who just always seems to be there, and I think he broke the race lap record as well. Did Caleb? Hayden finished third. Ezra Bay fourth. They got together, I think, down in turn five, and Ezra ran wide. But I was puzzled as to why he was twenty six seconds back at the end. So I don't know if he had a problem. Justin Meast Mies, uh, ended up fifth. Zach Butler, Zach Schumacher, um, uh, Rissinger, uh, Michael Hainau, and John Knowles rounded up the top 10 in that. So I think Ezra's leading the points, right?
0: Yeah, 31 points over Caleb. And Travis is 33, so he's only two back from Caleb.
1: Where's, Aiden Gillen though,
0: is kind of the shocker, Jay. Where's he at? Fourth. He's 37 back. Jesus.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, I, there's just... This is not disrespectful, but I don't think there's anybody in the paddock that would have bet on anybody but Hayden Gillum in that class. So to see him Mm -hmm. kind of struggling is incredible. Like I thought, you know, you know, he's got a lot on his plate this year. He's, you know, he's riding baggers. He's riding super stock, or I'm sorry, super bike stock thousand. He's riding a lot of stuff. So,
0: Mm. yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was also uh, Royal Enfield. We don't really—I didn't really get a chance to see it, other than I saw uh, Michaela win two races. She's she's fast, man. Nineteen years old, and, and good for her. By the way, it's so sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, winning by winning by a huge heap at Road America is
1: uh, is not an easy task. You know? Do you, do you know uh, what's incredible about that class, though, with those girls, is that I think mm-hmm. last year the quickest lap times were like three oh twos or something. hmm And and they were doing I think I think Michaela, I'm gonna just double check this. I think she did like a two fifty four. Probably like eight seconds, second. right? Yeah, she eight did. seconds so quicker. Michaela
0: Moore did a two fifty four three. But to Kaylee Bike, you know, Kaylee Bike, who was last year's champ. she went two fifty six five.
1: So it's not like Michaela yeah.
0: shows up and just all of a sudden, you know what I mean? It's Seat time, dude. You know?
1: All the girls like Crystal Martinez, same thing. Aubrey, uh I, I don't know if Aubrey was in it last year. But but yeah, it's cool to see the girls that were here last year go that much quicker this year. They actually went a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. I think they yeah. actually go to the ridge. Yeah, so I mean like And look, you got to see your boy you got to see your boy Freddie Spencer was here. I did. I did see Freddie. That was cool. I hadn't seen Freddie in a long time. So he came into our booth thinking that we Hello, were the ones wheeler. that were calling the uh BTR race and he's sitting there talking to us and they're going out for their warm up. He's like, Okay, where do you know, kinda, of, where do I sit? And we were laughing, we're like, Freddie, you gotta go down to the other go down to Raj and them because we don't do this one. So but it didn't matter. It was dude, it was so cool to see him. Dude, I'm so mad I didn't get to see Wayne. I saw Wayne, but he was I know, me too. I every saw time, him like going by. Every time I see Wayne, he's got six people around him and I always feel like, Okay, I don't need to be seventh. I don't need to yeah. go over and bug him. Like it's, uh, yeah, I mean, look, everybody loves seeing Wayne. I was so pumped he was there. So we got to make, you know, how about the crowd? Did we even mention that? The <laughs> we weather was perfect. Crowd. Weather was perfect, and there was 41,000 people. They said they sold more tickets.
0: That's than... 41,000 actual people. So, like, you know, the way that racing does it is is when they look at ticket sales, if you buy a three-day pass, that counts as three tickets. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... 41,000 actual people is in terms of ticket sales. It's actually a lot more than that, but that's incredible. I mean, it's incredible. Road America didn't used to ever give us a number. They would always block us, but there's been some new leadership and it was packed. packed, dude. It was, thank you everybody for coming out. It was, (sighs) weather was amazing. Racing was great. I mean, you know, I just hope everybody had a great weekend and I can't wait to see what it brings, you know, in, in a week's time, uh, IndyCar is going to be there, and we'll see because we were told that pre-ticket sales were better than IndyCar's attendance last year. However, you're you're dealing with it right now, Jay. It's supposed to be the same kind of mid '80s sunshine weather all the way to the Indy race, and it, it could be a lot of people buying a lot of tickets. You know, it's I mean, yeah. look, we're not IndyCar, but we like to to just see how we compare when we go to the same tracks. You know, Barber definitely gets more people this year than we got, but when it comes to the uh Road to Road to America thing, who knows? I mean the motorcycle fans in and around that area that came to that racetrack are just awesome. Freaking yep. awesome. Yeah. Speaking I of agree. awesome, Jay, did you did you get a chance to watch World Superbike and keep track of World Superbike? Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot we gotta talk there. about
1: that real quick. Hey, Batista one.
0: All right, well that was fun and that'll do <laughs> it for our
1: It sucks, dude. It's like, it's not even real. Bautista won both races. Top rack tried everything. It's the same shit every weekend right now. World Superbike is completely fractured and broken in the sense that it's just boring. So now people are just like you and I, they're not bitching about it, but it's, it's kind of like not really fun to watch. And, no, and it's all, horrible because and, and please understand. One, of, one of our
0: really good friends in the booth commentates, and he puts everything into it, and yep. he does. They both do a great job, and it just thinks that they're they're just saddled right now with just a turd. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's
1: uh, look. I don't know what else to say. I,
0: I. Right. What you, I mean, that's
1: fine. Let's move on. But know? like, but like, do you think? Like, like, okay, real quick. I asked somebody mm-hmm. this today. I can't remember who I talked to. But BMW, BMW to me is kind of hosed right now over there. Did you watch Redding this still- weekend? He wasn't even close. Redding's not close. Gerloff's like, right, he's the best they have right now over there, which full credit to him. But there was a point where it was like <clears throat> Baz, Redding, and Sykes all riding around in 16th, 17th, and 18th. I don't get it. How do you have Cameron Bobier
0: doing what he's doing? Anyway, I I mean I I have is my it, I have my
1: philosophies as well. Is it tires? Is it you know? Who knows? I don't know. It's a it's a hard case. I don't I don't know what we can take out of World Superbike this last weekend and go like, <clears throat> well, that's a good story. Bassani, Bassani got on the podium straight up, beat those guys. You know another yeah. Ducati though, Ducati beats and 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 Rinaldi, kind of screwed up. What about up again. your what
0: about your boy Petrucci being a bowling ball? We don't want to talk about that.
1: Well, I mean. For a guy that was talking about rough riding, he was throwing it out there himself this <laughs> last weekend. So, Life's yeah. a full-length mirror, man. Boy, we sound uh, so positive right now. Listen, Batista is an incredible <laughs> yeah. rider. I, mean, he, look, you know, he, I didn't he, get to he, see he, I, yeah, Yeah, I didn't get to see Promoto either, so we'll catch up on that. But. Who won? I mean, I know, I know Jet won 450. I don't even know who won 250, to be honest with you. I know Brian Deegan won one of the races. You were pumped on that. And then I didn't get to see the second race. I didn't get to see it. So, I don't know. Uh uh-huh. Well. Uh, I gotta go. Nah. Nah. We were doing some uh, good impersonations. Go.
0: Did you have fun? Oh, out? man. Yeah,
1: anyways. We, we had you up at the house. He was all, dude, you were all interactive this weekend at the house. It was very nice having you there. Shooting your bow. We were trying to get Greg. I was trying to get him to put a. He said he would do it. I was trying to get him to put a Robin Hood hat on. Did you buy a Robin Hood hat? No, I needed to get one. I just blew it. I wanted a Robin Hood hat with a feather in it the whole bit. And I wanted to do a photo with David Cole and an apple on his head with you drawn back. Mm. I loved your line too. I can't do it this week, so I've been missing low. <laughs> <laughs> Four months ago, I was missing high, so I would have had to go at it. But no, I couldn't do it now because I'm missing low. Go right through his <laughs> missing throat. Missing low. Oh, yep. my God. Anyway, that's no good.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, I got to get up in six hours. Sorry, dude. I get to commentate, though. I get to commentate tomorrow. uh, Warrior Games, which is uh, for active duty and and in some cases, veterans. Um, You know, it's kind of like a wounded warrior thing. And there's archery tomorrow. And I get to I get to commentate the the, um, qualification round. That's from 7 a.m. until uh, one o'clock in the afternoon and then I'll go practice. And then I start shooting USA archery in Chula Vista on Friday and Saturday.
1: So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Good for you. I hope you have been on the road. hope you have a good one, dude. I know you've been on the road a little bit. I'm, you know, getting your practice in, getting your things in. So I hope you, uh, hope you do a good one there. What do we got? MotoGP GP this weekend in, uh, where are they? At? Are they Mugello.
0: They're in Mugello.
1: Yeah. Three on the trot. Mugello, Aston Saxon ring. I think is how it goes. I don't know might so well, let's off.
0: see, we have Mugello, and then Saxon Ring, and then
1: Assen. Assen, same weekend as the Ridge. So and I don't know when yeah, World Superbike's have... up again. Well, um, World Superbike's at spa, Donington two By the weeks. way,
0: spa, spa, 24-hour Spa is not this weekend coming up. It's next weekend. Next. So it's the, we have Spa, Saxon Ring, MotoGP, nice. Knock Hill, and Pro Motocross in, from High Point in two weeks. World Superbike goes July first in the UK. That's their
1: next round. Got it. All right, all right. Well, look, hey everybody, thanks for uh, listening to us tonight. We were uh, we're both a little bit out of it. I get to finally fly home on Friday. So, um, real quick, Greg, I had a great day last two. Well, I had a great last two days last week. Uh, Our last Monday Tuesday with ours. They were great. Um, and then this last Monday Tuesday, it was with. All our friends at Motovid and um, one of our really dear friends, Joe Miners, was in just the weirdest, strangest pit lane incident ever at Road America yesterday afternoon that brought everything to a close. I'm super pumped to say that today I saw photos of him. He's doing better. He's doing great. So, Joe, we're thinking of you. Um, And uh, to all the fans and everybody that came up to Greg and I during the course of the weekend, thanks, you guys. It was really cool seeing so many familiar faces. We will be back at a regular time next week, probably Tuesday, G-Dub. We'll probably do our show. And um, other than that, I hope everybody – yeah, is that cool? And then um, everybody have a great weekend. Everybody have a safe, good weekend. Enjoy Majella. It's one of the best ones you can watch. See ya.